Good evening. Today is International Women's Day, and women are being celebrated all over the world. We, too, celebrate women here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. We're spreading V-love here on the show. Anyway, uh, I do want to uh, mention a bit my feelings about International Women's Day. The focus of International Women's Day is on gender equality, access to health care, equal pay, raising awareness and ending violence against women. With all due respect, there seems to be one sentiment missing from all of the great work that surrounds this day. And what is missing is the fact that women need to treat other women the way men treat men. In short, women seriously need to ditch envy, jealousy, and gossiping about other women. Women need to start treating women well. Not those who are in on this uh, work, but people who just have not been paying attention to this particular aspect of it. Women seriously need to support, encourage, and mentor other women and girls. We need to offer our friends' daughters' jobs, much like men will offer their friends' sons' jobs on the golf course quickly. Sure, your bloke of a son who just does video games and hasn't been employed for two years can come on over, just have him call my secretary on Monday, and he can just do that in my office. We need to give opportunity to other women. When your husband cheats on you, the responsibility needs to fall squarely on the shoulders of Mr. Wonderful and you. It is not the fault of other women. I hear that from so many women. They say, can you do a public service announcement, Maureen, that for the wives of men who are cheating, can you tell them not to go after the, uh, the other woman? Often the other woman doesn't even know that your Mr. Wonderful is married. There are problems within your relationship, and you need to address that, not tear down another woman. When another woman is being abused by a man, You need to have compassion, empathy, and understanding. Not talk about her and say, why does she stay in that relationship? She stays in that relationship because if she leaves, her risk of getting killed is about 50% greater. When your female colleague gets a promotion, be sincerely happy for her. When a male colleague is abusing a female colleague at work, stand up to him and stand beside her. Do not call her a hysterical woman. Don't act like you are better because you can guarantee you will be next. Finally, a man does not complete you. You complete you. All women complete themselves. And therefore, a man is never worth the price of your soul and your girlfriend's. So don't steal a guy from your girlfriend's either. That's my say something for today on International Women's Day. Something to think about. That can be heartbreaking when you lose friends or when your girlfriends talk about you or or because you've had some good fortune in your life, they decide never to speak about speak to you again. They drop you because you've had some success, perhaps. Or they're jealous of you because you may have met the man of your dreams and all's going well. Or you might be going on a trip and they want to go on a trip. They don't understand why they don't have the money to go on a trip. And so they're upset. And those are the small things in life. Those are the things that you can actually get over. And there's really no reason to even be getting upset about any of those things. As you know, I like to spread V-love. But, you know, there are some tragedies that happen in life and some travesties. And I've always said when there's a baby in the house, it's like Christmas every day. With the anticipation, the arrival of a new baby, there are hopes and dreams. But all of that can be shattered when the cradle remains empty, such as in the case when there is a stillbirth. Nancy Slynn of Empty Cradle joins me on the line to talk about this organization that supports people who have lost their babies in the hope to provide bereaved parents with a safe place to share their loss and validate the feelings of loss. Empty Cradle's 20th anniversary 
event is occurring now, and the movie screening of Return to Zero is upcoming as well. Nancy joins me on the line. Hi, Nancy. Good evening, Maureen. Thank oh. you for having us. Oh, you're very welcome. How are you? Is Peter with you? He is. Oh, fantastic. So Nancy and Peter Slynn join me. <laughs> it's a threesome. Just kidding. Anyway, um, so Nancy, thanks for joining me. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the 20th anniversary of Empty Cradle and Empty Cradle itself and, and that great movie, Return to Zero, which looks like a fantastic movie. Thank you. Uh, Empty Cradle was started 20 years ago when a lady named Patty Lou lost her first baby at term and she went looking for support and didn't find any. So she decided to start a group because she felt if she had lost a baby and no one was around to help her, there must be other women like her. And the group had been going, meeting in Coquitlam, uh, for about just over six months by the time Peter and I experienced a stillbirth. And the stillbirth of our daughter, will um, it'll be 20 years at the end of this month. So we found Empty Cradle in May and joined the group. And the first night, we were in a crowded room of people. And one couple there could have been telling our story almost exactly. They'd had the same losses we had. Uh, they had an, an older um, child at home already like we did. They'd lost three children like we did. And it was just like they could just tell our story. And I felt so comforted because I was no longer alone. I was no longer the only one who had lost a baby. Um, we... Uh, helped out with the group for a couple of years, and then Patty Lou and her family moved to Kelowna, and she asked me to take over the group. I didn't think that 15 years later we'd still be running the group, but here we are, and we've helped over 150 families get over the loss of miscarriage or due to miscarriage and stillbirth. That's and begin their healing journey. It's amazing because when people suffer a loss, like the loss of a baby, um, which seems uh, just not uh, what's supposed to happen in life. Parents are supposed to go before the children. Um, there, you know, it can really impact a relationship. It can it can impact a sex life. It can cause people to go outside of the relationship. It can cause people to sink into a deep depression. They may lose their jobs, lose their families. Uh, so it's tremendously fantastic work that you're doing. Oh no. Are you still there? Yeah. We're still there. Okay. And much like that movie, which which you, where you saw all of the tragedies that occur when people suffer a loss and they go through the grieving process, I mean, there, it takes a lot to come back and heal from that. That's right. Are you there? I'm here, but I, we're having a little difficulty hearing you. Yeah, we're good on this end. Okay. Okay. Is that better? That's better. Okay. So Return to Zero is a movie starring Minnie Driver and Paul Adelstein about a couple who lose their first baby at term. And the healing journey from the loss, what takes place in the months afterwards as they try to regain some sense of joy towards another arrival. Um, don't want to give away too much of the movie. Don't worry, there'll be enough tears that one can shed during the film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will you be give. providing lots of tissue. And you should. <laughs> and um, this movie is absolutely suitable for any family who has had a loss, friends and family who want to support the couple 
medical caregivers, uh, the media that wants to know anything about it. Anybody is welcome. We're even providing child care so you can sit and watch the movie uh, comfortably without having to worry about your children. The event is free. However, we are asking for donations to cover the cost of child care, the refreshments, and the uh, cleaning up of the building okay. afterwards. Okay, and it's based on a true story. Correct. It is. And where is the event being held? We're holding it in New Westminster at 613 Queens Avenue in New West. The building is all of that Baptist church because that is where our meetings are once a month. Mm-hmm. And the church has been very kind to the group, allowing us to use their facility without charging us, which when you're a society with no money, that's really a big deal. Exactly. And what's the date, Nancy? March 21st, which is a Saturday evening. Okay. It starts at 7 p.m. Okay, great. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, I, I, I'm going to certainly try and, and attend that event and uh, encourage anybody else out there uh, to attend as well. So that's, that's great, Nancy and Peter. Thank you so much for joining me. And the website for Empty Cradle is so where people can get some support? www.emptycradle.bc.ca Empty Cradle is all one word. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you both so much for raising awareness about this little talked about issue uh, that it can impact lives and relationships and couples and families and friends uh, so intimately and so tragically at times. And Maureen, can you link our website to yours so people, if they forget that, can go to your website? I certainly will try to get my tech people to do that. (laughs) Yes, I have a new website that I've just relaunched, so... uh, I, I certainly do my best. <laughs> Thank you very much for having us on. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Look forward to March 21st at uh, out in New West for that event. I'm sure there'll be more information on Empty Cradle, their website. Anyway, as I said, I've been having so much fun spreading V-Love. I'll uh, be telling you about that. And a lot of you have been emailing me. Where can I buy V-Love? Where can I get V-Love? Anyway, give me a call if you'd like to get some V-Love. The number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Or you can email me at sextalk at cknw.com. Uh, you know, uh, it's really important to spread V-Love. And uh, there was a particular patient I had in my office this week. She was with a guy. She was... Um, In a five-year relationship, very frustrated. She was 37 years old. She felt her biological clock was ticking, and this guy was not committing. And she came to me to look for answers. Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to tell you all about that. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Uh, I have a great job. I love this job. I just got some mail. <laughs> anyway, just got a package. I was a little nervous. Sometimes I am a little nervous opening these packages up. But uh, inside of the package was a book from Paulette Thomason, who I know. And the book is called Sensuous and Sultry. Sex is for the courageous. I often say I should get danger pay. Anyway, I will tell you about one of the situations that occurred this week. Well, I might as well tell you now. I actually said to a friend of mine, <laughs> I'm Googling myself. <laughs> and he said, is that code for diddling yourself? I said, for God's sake, I'm, 
I'm not even Googling myself. I was just saying that so you'd stop bothering me. Anyway, um, but I have this book. So she sent me two, Sensuous and Sultry, Sex is for the Courageous. And uh, I'll give one out on the air if you dare call me, if you're not afraid. Um, But at the moment, I have somebody else on the line. Oh, insurance, Kevin? (laughs) Hello? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Is that you, Kevin? <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. You know, I actually never, I'm, because it's a sex show, but I never, my insurance never got, uh, <laughs> I wasn't insured. <laughs> I know exactly who you are. How are you? <laughs> yes. And it, I, I'm okay, but I was uninsured for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I thought I was insured. Oh, no. It never connected. I know. It's fine. Don't worry. I forgave you a long time ago. <laughs> oh, well, I forgive you for He's, forgiving me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what can I do for you, Kevin? Well, um, I just... <laughs> you got to put me on hold for a sec. I can't. All right. <laughs> Did you want some V-Love? Was that what sure. you called for? Sure. Okay. But you have to come down to the station and pick it up. Where is that? It's uh, on at 700 West Georgia. Okay. Okay. I sent you an email. I saw that. I wasn't exactly sure. And then I was. I thought, could that be that person who never gave me my insurance? I went in there. They're like, you don't have insurance. Anyway, <laughs> I won't. Tell, I won't say what company it is. <laughs> I think I was probably supposed to do something and I didn't do it. So don't worry about it. Okay. Good. All right. Well, I'm glad you're listening to the show. Already. Do you want V Love or do you want this book, Sensuous and Sultry, Sexes for the Courageous? Uh, either. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> okay, leave your information with Luke, the fabulous technical producer here at the Sunday Night Sex Show, okay? Consider it done. All right, take care. <laughs> I tell it like it is. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, this week in my office, as I said, I had a patient who was 37 years old. She was in a five-year relationship with a man who was significantly older than she was. Her, She felt her biological clock was ticking, and she wanted to get on and, and have start a family. Well, for starters, I told her to get herself a young buck, which would solve all of her problems, since this guy was also beginning to have some penile problems. His member was becoming floppy, of course. And of course it would at, you know, age 52. It's not something you would be surprised about. Uh, he would not commit. And when she broached the subject, he would give her a song and dance. When I said, you're in this dance together, this continues to happen, and he's not going to commit. I was nicer than, than I am being right now. Um, and we were, we talked about why shouldn't why she should not be happy with the status quo. So, this is a pretty common issue, and there are some ways to detect a non-committal man or woman because women be, can become can be non-committal as well, and I've certainly seen that also. So, some of the signs uh, you may or may not be aware of, but you also have to keep in mind that denial is a drug, and so. Going, staying with somebody for a protracted period of time, they're going to change, they're going to commit, they're, you know, they just need a little bit more time. I've certainly had uh, people tell me that they were in a 10-year relationship, and then they said, well, it's really only a net of five because I travel with my job. Are you kidding me? But um, all sorts of excuses. So you wouldn't realize, um, but aggressive body language is one of the signs that you may be in a relationship with somebody who's a non-committal. If they can't keep their hands off of you, even after you ask them, they are exhibiting behavior that usually doesn't go anywhere positive. So committed-minded men and women 
understand respect, show respect, and especially they show respect of your body. So that actually can be a very early on sign. If they have a history of non-commitment, they've been with other men or women and five years, seven years, they all broke off. There was something wrong with all of them. History is truly a great predictor of the future. And that applies to most things in life, especially your relationships. So a very telling question you might want to ask your partner is what have been the challenges for you in finding the right person? If their answer is anything connected with I'm looking for the perfect partner or that ideal partner, you know, time to put on, take off your tap shoes and put on your running shoes. So in search of the perfect partner is just a dangerous answer for many reasons. Many reasons. Um, most relationship, most mature relationship seekers know that there's no perfect partner, but it's more about compatibility. Um, if there's large gaps of time in between communicating with you or they'll only see you on a Friday night or only see you or you've never met their family, um, they several days or weeks would never pass without a call, a text or a visit. You know, those kinds of things. I also had to ask this particular patient to be certain because those can be signs that uh, they're in another relationship. So they're kind of um, playing both sides of the field, if you will. And so that can be a sign of someone who is in a relationship or somebody who is married or somebody who um, definitely is a non-committer. So I did say, uh, is this, are you sure that he's not uh, cheating on you with, or with another woman. She said, oh, absolutely not. He is the most honest guy. And I said, you know, that doesn't matter. They honestly cheat. Like, <laughs> really honest people cheat. It has nothing to do with it. So, um, but, you know, beware because realizing that denial is a drug will help you. Asks few questions and makes more statements. This is a tricky one to determine, but it's definitely a powerful indicator when you detect it. If the person you're with rarely asks you questions or wants to get your opinion, that's another uh, sign that he may be or she may be non-committal. A person who wants to commit desires your thoughts and your perspective. If they have no curiosity about your passions, what's important to you, um, that a, commit, a commitment-minded partner will be interested in what you're passionate about because the path to love is paved by the, those stones of desire, and desire is really important. So you want to have true romance, and that means having strong feelings of wanting to become as close as humanly possible to your partner physically and emotionally, especially in the beginning. As life challenges come along, then you might want to be as far apart as possible, but that's another show. Um, so your when your boundaries are continually tested as well, this can be another sign that you are in a relationship with a non-committal person. So you, if somebody says, if you, they don't want to introduce you to their children, um, for, for some reason until after seven years or, you know, um, that, that might be a reason that's definitely not a good sign, um, if you've been clear about a boundary and your partner insists on and even makes a game of breaking it, that's not somebody who truly wants to be your better half either. So it may be somebody who wants to bully you. And power is really important in a relationship, and they can have a power over you. And and that's what I discussed with this patient this week was that he seemed to have the power over her. She didn't, And the power needed to be shifted. She needed to get that power back. And in one way was not to be so available and to be there for the ready for him at any time. 
time and she needed to start taking care of herself and 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 look after herself and and if that meant looking for somebody else who wanted to commit to being a life partner so be it um also if birds of a feather flock together if he hangs around with non-committal people you like might likely be with someone as well and those who are non-committal they'll tell you straight up they are non not interested in marriage, not interested in a long-term relationship. So those are some of the signs. What uh, what you can do about it, probably the only thing, if you want to marry them or you know live together, maybe the only thing you can do is actually leave because <laughs> they're not going to commit to you. Sometimes facing the truth is one of the most difficult things we can do. When I come back, we're going to go a little bit lower, back down to the penis. We're going to talk about healthy foods and what you can do to keep the blood flowing down there. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Give me a call if you'd like some V-Love. It's a new sexual desire enhancement gel and lubricant for women. And it's we've had a great response. <laughs> In fact, I'm exhausted spreading V-Love all over this city. Um, I, uh, we had it over at you. I was going to say earlier, I love you, but not you them over at the Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> but the the chef, uh, best chef in Canada, Ned, who's uh, the chef over there, he's, uh, we, he wanted some be love <laughs> as did the Mater D and everybody. Anyway, it was so much fun. We're having so much fun with it. But if you want some and you want to have some fun with it, give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It'll make everybody happy. Um, but I, I did... Uh, promise to go down here lower on the subject tree um, and talk about a study that revealed the average penis size for men. And this is important because men are so obsessed about the size of their penises. They all want to know if it's normal. And this study was a question of what's a normal size penis uh, gave a well-informed answer. It was like a Cochrane review, which I'm not sure if you know what the Cochrane review is. No pun intended. It's not. I'm getting looks here. C O C H R A N E. It's actually quite a highbrow thing. It's quite a, it's kind of the top uh, level of research in the medical arena. Uh, but doctors searched through, in this particular study, they searched through 17 published studies on more than 15,000 men who had their penis size measured by a health professional. And then they graphed the averages in Tuesday's issues of BJU International, which is the formerly known as the British Journal of Urology. And so it showed that the average measurements, uh, the flaccid length was 3.61 inches, and the flaccid stretched length, so it's flaccid and then you pull it, was 5.21 inches, and erect length, the average... <laughs> 5.1, this is a serious subject matter, 5.17 inches. So that is really helpful because measuring penis size is important in assessing men who complain of a small penis and to investigate the relationship between condom failure and penile dimensions. For one thing, um, for something else, it could be related to body dysmorphic disorder. So people can be so obsessed about that. It can also be related to obsessive compulsive disorder. If you can't get your mind off your penis, which most men can't really, so that one may not count. Um, but one of the limitations, of course, of the study is relatively few erect measures have been clinically done because uh, study volunteers, well, for obvious reasons, but um, study volunteers may also have been more confident in their penis size than the general male population. 
Um, so we may not have gotten um, all the best um, people to come in and have their penises measured because they could have been the people who were, dare I say, cockier. Anyway, um, so but this actually is is an important study and can lead to other uh, research, especially around um, that body dysmorphic disorder. But people who are men who are preoccupied and severely distressed with the size or the shape of their penis um, could, in fact, be diagnosed with body dysmorphic disorder. So, um, and they may spend a lot of time on the internet checking. Um, they may have intrusive thoughts that cause distress and avoidance. So, and people may not share that with you because they may be ashamed and they be, may be embarrassed. But this. Um, you know, requires treatment. So it would require treatment of psychoeducation, cognitive therapy, cognitive therapy, and um, skills to face the fears, as well as development of resilience and strategies to improve self-esteem and especially sexual self-esteem. So that's um, th- that's actually a very important study, um, and and shows you the advancement of research in the field of sexual health. Um, so the penis is very important in terms of diet uh, and health. It's, it, and people don't realize that. They just think that they can just have sex and the penis is going to work on demand. But your penis works on blood pressure. The brain sends signals to your penis, which then causes the blood vessels to become engorged with blood. And your heart pumps that blood. So it's really important that your heart is healthy. When problems arise during the process, the, pre, the penis can go prematurely limp because the blood vessels cannot sustain the pressure for as long as you like. And other complications can include the inability of your penis to reach a full erection. And that can happen as men age because men have large, in large part not been looking after their heart health. That's why I have Dr. John Weisler as a routine guest on this show because we want – I'd like to educate about the circulatory system's importance at, um, at working at top shape. And that means having good blood pressure. And nobody knows their blood pressure. Well, not nobody. But when you ask somebody what's your blood pressure, they'll say, oh, it's good. It's like 180 over 200. Is that okay? But – um, it's actually two numbers, and generally you want to be 120 over 80 or less than that, 110 over 70, 100 over 60. So you want a lower blood pressure. Um, so in short, what's good for your heart is good for your sexual health, and that is in terms of what you put into your mouth, so what you eat. And having a really healthy diet is very important because there's lots of this is a large process that involves hormones and neurotransmitters and um, vitamins and healthy nerves so that you get the hardest erection possible. And so diet is very important. I get a lot of emails and questions about diet. And as I said, I have a new website, and I'm going to put all this on the website. I'm going to find somebody who can. I had to laugh earlier when Nancy asked me to put her link on. I'm like, uh, I don't have a clue how to do that. But I will try to find some. I am going to find someone uh, who can help me. <laughs> Can someone help me? Anyway, um, to do all this because, you know, it's the technical the technical things, certain ones I'm not so hot at. But anyway, um, getting back to the food. So I'm, I've asked Helen to join me. Helen is with Green Remedy Enterprise. She's a cook and a very healthy cook. And she's also, uh, she cooks with Salad Master pots. And everything can be cooked on the stove. So... Helen, thank you for joining me in the studio. You're welcome, Maureen. <laughs> great, great to have you here. Uh, so you came over to my house and you and you cooked this healthy food for me, and which was actually um, <laughs> it was excellent. As you know, I spend a lot more. I'm better in other areas of the house, other rooms. <laughs> 
<laughs> not so great in the kitchen. But anyway, <laughs> and so I asked you, what was it like to cook in my kitchen, in fact, <laughs> with that king-size island that I have. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. But you cooked a really healthy meal, which I'm interested in. I actually eat that way. I do walk the talk. Um, I actually eat healthy foods, vegetables, uh, protein, low-carb, no bread, milk, uh, no milk. <laughs> um, so I, I do eat that daily. And so you cooked for me a great meal um, all in the pots. And you showed me how, well, different things, how they tasted differently and, and much better. Unfortunately, I just bought a designer set of pots that were brand new looking <laughs> just because they looked beautiful. <laughs> but as we found out, things don't taste as good in my pots as they did in yours. So tell me about the Salad Master pots and why they're important. And I'm going to tell you about the food that you need to eat to get your blood flow going. Okay. Well, Maureen, the main thing about them is they cause a massive increase in your nutrition. When you cook a meal in them, you're cooking everything at 87 degrees, 86 to 87 degrees centigrade. So you're doubling or tripling your nutrition in every single meal. So over time, that's going to really add up and it's going to be a significant improvement in your in your health okay um there's, there's some and when i said to you you asked me how would i normally cook this and i said <clears throat> microwave <laughs> that wasn't good <laughs> that wasn't a good that, answer <laughs> that was not good no okay Go ahead. okay when you're boiling something you're cooking at 100 degrees okay when you're steaming it you're cooking it at 112 degrees and a lot, and a lot of expert likes it hot but that's not good <laughs> with steam <laughs> I like it steamy, too. Go ahead. We like it low temperature with no steam. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So because of the way that these pots are built and what they're made out of, they're made out of surgical steel. So that's the same as a doctor would put in your body. If you've got a hip replacement or something, there'd, there'd be some surgical steel in there. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's inert. There's not going to be any chemical reaction between the metal and your body fluids, the enzymes and the acids and the alkalis and whatnot. So when you're cooking your food in a normal metal pot mm-hmm. or a Teflon pot, heaven mm-hmm. forbid, uh, there's going to be a little chemical reaction going on between your food and the metal of your pot. But because Salad Master's inert, that doesn't happen. So what you put in is what you get out. Right. And that was I was very impressed with that because I you know, eat about a pound of raw vegetables a day. That's just kind of what I do. And But I end up, if I've cooked it, then I end up probably with a half a pound um, of cooked vegetables a day. But when I ate what you prepared for me and my friends, <laughs> I, um, it was, I was fuller than I normally am. I was quite full, in fact. I probably didn't need to eat that much. Yeah, well, that's because all the nutrition stays in the food. So your brain's getting the message that your body's full. You know, when you go out and eat at some fast food junk place, you eat salt and sugar and fat and starch and that doesn't fill you up you feel kind of bloated and an hour later you're starving again and that's why you go out and eat more and more because your body is not getting the message that you've had the nutrition that you need so if you're cooking at this very low temperature you keep most of the nutrition in your food it's an average of 93 percent that stays that stays in the food and that's all your disease fighting you know phytonutrients antioxidants fiber vitamins minerals whatever it most of it stays in there and and the size actually it doesn't shrink the food doesn't shrink which i didn't eat for two days after you made that dinner but um beets for example they're a cardiovascular system superhero with testosterone boosting benefits so if we cook beets and you know at at a hot steamy temperature like i would (laughs) like (laughs) it's always better when it's hot um no (laughs) 
uh, then it may actually, you may lose some of those testosterone boosting benefits of beets. Totally, totally. Yes. So we don't want to. So cooking at a lower temperature for a long... And, and the other thing I was incredibly impressed about was it took no time at all for you to cook this 27-course meal that you made, complete with an apple upside-down cake that had cabbage in it, <laughs> red cabbage. Yeah, and you didn't taste the cabbage, did you? Not at all. Yeah. No, I didn't. It was, yeah. it was excellent. I, I don't eat sweets normally, um, I, but that was excellent. And, it, and I felt like it was healthy, even though it was cake, but it did have vegetables in it. That was a first for me, for sure. Yeah, and we made that on top of the stove in one of these funny little pots. That's right. That's was, right. Yes, which was lovely. Um, so it's really important to choose good, healthy foods uh, for people to to eat and to help with blood flow. And so the when we choose things like pumpkin seeds, which is a great source of zinc, and they'll boost your sex drive because it also pumpkin seeds also pump up your testosterone level. Um, you can have them in salads, or uh, and you made a beautiful salad with that fabulous. I wish it was a sex toy, but that fabulous <laughs> vegetable chopper thing that, you know, from the space age, I don't know, that just because I'm chopping vegetables all the time. I have a band-aid on my hand right now because I'm always cutting myself. It's the truth. Well, uh, yeah, I hate chopping vegetables. Well, this is an amazing machine. It is. And soon you'll have one too. Uh, <laughs> I certainly hope so. Um, so cooking all of these things, we can keep the... Um, we can keep the nutrients in edamame. It's one of my favorite foods. I order it all the time when I go out for sushi because it has, not because it has antioxidants, um, but it does have antioxidants. Soy has antioxidants and that provides natural lubrication for women. And it's one of the top foods for protecting men's prostates. And that's something that's steamed and and cooked. And and in the salad master, we'd have a lot more of the nutrients remaining in there. Absolutely, you would, you would. And you wouldn't have to use any oil or any water in the cookware, and that, and that increases nutrition hugely. That's right. So no butter, no, nothing sticks either. <laughs> it doesn't. No sticking. Hmm. Is and, that good or bad? And it tasted pretty good, I think. I thought it was outstanding. Well, you did the comparison between adding water and not having water, and um, yeah, so that was excellent. Um, but I just wanted to name a few more foods that are, that are important for blood flow to your penis and your brain because you've got to be smart about your relationships. Um, wheat germ, it's a great source of arginine. It's an amino acid that boosts nitric oxide. It will relax your blood vessels and increase blood flow to your little member because they're, they're littler. They're, they're smaller now, now that we know that they're smaller. So I'm just going to call it your little member. Anyway, watermelon is a fabulous uh, aphrodisiac type of food uh, because the juicy watermelon contains a natural substance called citrulline, which gets converted into arginine. Arginine is really, really important in terms of increasing blood flow because it converts in the body to nitric oxide. It's also rich in the antioxidant lycopene, and that keeps men's prostates healthy as well. And you want to bite on that rind of a, of a watermelon because that contains, that's where most of the citrulline is contained. So, so it's okay to bite into that white part at least a little bit. And it's also 92% water, so it rehydrates um, so if you enjoy Mr. Wonderful when he's hot and sweaty and then that you get hot and sweaty, you might want to just bring along a giant watermelon. But, you know, cooking with Salad Master, it'll keep the, um, the nutrients like the omega-3 acids, vitamin B1, um, all in the food as they prepare. So it was a great meal that you uh, prepared for us the other night, and um, so I just want to thank you. And also, where can people get these? Um, y- you go out and you do these dinners. You go into people's homes and 
That's right. That's how we do all our work in people's homes. We come around, we cook you a free dinner. There's no cost, there's no obligation, and we, we make you an amazing meal, give you a night out of the kitchen, and you take a look at the at the whole system. And they can learn a lot about uh, health and, and cooking and um, Absolutely. nutrients and all that. And so that's Green Remedy Enterprise? Dot CA, that's right. Dot CA, and ask yep. for Helen. Helen will come and cook for you. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to talk about... Uh, more fun facts about sex and attraction. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. We are with the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Um, I forgot what I was going to say there for a second. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to continue on, carrying on a little bit with our talk about foods that are, are good for you, good for your blood flow. Uh, because you want blood flow to both of your organs, your brain and your penis as well. Uh, Eggs are really good for you because they're high in B vitamins. They help balance hormone levels. They can decrease stress, and that stress will often inhibit an erection. People don't, uh, they underestimate the impact stress has on your sex life. Omega-3 acids are found in fish like salmon and tuna, as well as avocados and olive oil. And this type of fat is good for you because it increases blood flow. Sex is about blood flow. You also want to be trim. You, you really want to have your BMI between 20 and 25 uh, because you'll have more energy, you'll sleep better, your mood will be better, you'll be able to have more sex, better sex, you'll be more mobile in bed. And um, so next week what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually give you, if you're interested in losing weight... I am going to provide for you a lifestyle, not a diet, a lifestyle on how you can uh, lose weight, never feel hungry, and um, get your BMI down to lose weight pretty quickly as well because it takes, I hate going to those meetings where they're like, you know, everyone's talking about they found some cracker that, you know, helped them, tied them over, whatever. Anyway, no time for that. So I can appreciate people want to. So next week I'm going to talk about that. And also all these foods like onions and garlic, which is not great for your breath, especially in a relationship, but they will help your circulation. Um, All the foods that I'm talking about will be on the website to remind you of what to go, what to pick up. When you go to the supermarket, you want to pick up bananas, but not eat a whole one, just a half of one. They're uh, potassium rich, and they can help to lower your blood pressure, and that will increase blood flow to your private member as well, and that may boost your sexual performance. And that's what this show is all about, uh, ultimately, and ultimately as well to have a better relationship because you're performing better and everybody's happier. Uh, chilies and peppers are all natural spicy foods, and they'll help your blood flow by reducing your blood pressure and inflammation. You want to cut out sugar because sugar is your enemy, and sugar will promote inflammation, and that's why you get the aches and the pains, and you can't really move, and, you know, so between the aches and the pains and the weight, uh, it's never good. So these are the kinds of things. Think of me when you go for sushi. I order edamame first thing, and that's going to be good for you. Um, so those are some of the ideas. And then next week we'll go, we'll go through that, uh, go through lifestyle and what you ought to be eating if you want to be, uh, healthy. Keep in mind that the scent of grapefruit makes women appear about six years younger to men. So (laughs) you know what that means? I'm going to go get some grapefruit shampoo, conditioner, body wash, (laughs) and (laughs) perfume and the whole nine yards. Anyway, (laughs) I will be having grapefruit from morning, noon, and night. For, uh, so I'm going to definitely add grapefruit to your, your new lifestyle for next week. Um, so, but the, the two foods combined that produce the greatest increase 
of arousal in men were pumpkin pie and lavender. Hello. I, I do love pumpkin pie myself. I'm not crazy about the scent of lavender, but I'm not a man. I'm a woman. But anyway, um, but just keep that in mind. So if you want to uh, uh, just choose the best foods possible. Uh, I'm not sure if you, something else I want to mention about vaginal health. I've had a number of women text me, email me, call me, whatever, get in touch with me somehow at sextalk at cknw.com or my nurse talk at hotmail.com about their vaginal health. And one woman in particular wanted to get back into the dating scene after a divorce. She was about 55 years old and she said that she had heard about the V-Love and V-Love is a sexual enhancement gel, so it'll increase your sexual desire. Uh, because there's larginine in it, and it will, it will increase your blood flow to the genitalia, to your clitoris. But she also had vaginal dryness. And I said, you know, the V-Love is not going to help you. You need to take care of your vaginal dryness first. And that's done through personal moisturizers like Repigyne or Dr. U Aqua or Gynotroph. Repigyne is, is an ovule that's inserted into the vagina. Um, Dr. U Aqua is a cream Gynotroph is a uh, gel. So there's a number of different choices. There's also low-dose localized estrogen therapy. So you might need that. And then you can increase your desire by using V-Love. And and V-Love is also a natural lubricant as well. So um, it's important that your vagina is healthy um, before you get back out there in the dating world as this woman wanted to and other reasons as well. Uh, A lot of people stop having sex because of painful sex. I did want to mention very briefly the sex selfie stick. The internet is a buzz about this and a lot of people are, you know, laughing about it or think it's ridiculous. Uh, It's a, it, it essentially allows a woman to film orgasms from the inside of her own vagina and then upload the footage to a smartphone or computer if she is so inclined. And I actually think this is a pretty good device to me. It's like biofeedback. Um, A lot of women, only about a third of women report experiencing orgasm and a the third of women, sometimes they don't have the greatest orgasm. So I think a smartphone is a biofeedback device, and it may help you. So I'd take a look at that. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to wrap this baby up. And uh, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. A little housekeeping for you, which is not my favorite thing to do. But um, if you are expecting a gift from me, it's coming. It's going to be at your house on Tuesday. (laughs) I managed to wrap all that up, number one. Number two, I'd like to thank the fine and fabulous Mr. Luke Meat for his technical expertise tonight. And uh, I want to mention that next week I will be joined by Thomas Panuzio, a national security and homeland security expert for ABC News affiliates through the United States. He has over 25 years of security expertise in the areas of terrorism deception, white-collar crimes, kidnappings, and domestic violence perpetrators. He will also help to find out if that guy you're going out with is in love with you for your money or your fame or whatever. He's going to discuss how to protect your identity and yourself while interacting with social media. Um, He's also going to talk about revenge porn, so I'll be interested to hear about that. Uh, also go to my website, which is new, uh, newly launched, www.backtothebedroom.ca. I do have a blog, backtothebedroom-blog.ca. Remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your your dance. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you've been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.